How's everyone doing? Huh? Okay. So I have a quick story. I have a quick story. Um, we had a, a homeless people person um, break into our home. Um, my uh, girlfriend came home, and uh, there was a lady having a drug fit on our couch where we watch TV from. Mm. And then um, she's like, hey, are you okay? And the lady was like, no. <laughs> Not funny, but yeah. Well. And, uh, and she was like having a drug fit. And then uh, Lindy, my girlfriend, she's like, um, so uh, why are you here? And she's all, Sam, Sam told me to meet, meet him in your house. <laughs> and we're like, who's Sam? <laughs> and then Lindy's like, there's no Sam here. And then the lady's like, well, he told me to meet. And she's like, well, you need to, you, could, if you could leave, that'd be ideal. <laughs> and uh, then the lady was like, okay, I'll leave, but could, may I get my things? <laughs> uh, and then Lindy, you know, agreed to that. And she got up off of our couch, walked into our bedroom where she had dumped out all of her purse and ate all of our yogurt. And <laughs> oh, I was on her side yeah. until that. Yeah. <laughs> all of our yogurt, all of our uh, applesauce, all the foods that don't require teeth, unfortunately. <laughs> and then uh, then Lindy got, she was like, so, um, yeah, you scared the shit out of me. And the lady's like, yeah, I could see that. Like, I could imagine, <laughs> I could imagine you know, having... A home and you yeah, know people. Well, you, this yeah. is the most reasonable home invasion I've ever it heard. It is very yeah. <laughs> but there's a and so then the lady like she's like all right well you you need to leave and then uh, Lindy became very compassionate. She's like do you do you need any more f- of our fucking yogurt? <laughs> no no. She's like do you need any more food? Do you need are you okay? And the lady's like no I'm not okay. And then <laughs> Lindy's like do you need a hug? <laughs> and then the lady like broke down and just like started crying. And then, uh, and then we murdered her. No, <laughs> no <yeah. laughs> it's about family. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience. But you guys, in a show called. Oh! Oh, welcome to Stab. Oh, here again. Welcome to Stab. Oh. Here on Broadway in, in Sacramento, California. 1710 Broadway, uh, to be exact. Um, and it's going to be a good night. We have people here. The crowd outnumbers the people on stage, which is nice. Um, for now. Uh, do you want to meet your contestants? Yeah? Okay, yeah, good. All right, uh, JoJo Lewis, clap for him. Hello. Melanie, what's the last name? Ford. It's Ford. it's still Ford. Okay, Melanie Ford. All right. Ford. Nick McGavern. Jesse Jones. Yes. And I am your host, uh, John Morris Ross the Fourth. Uh, welcome. <laughs> this is our second show uh, with carpet. So let's hear it for carpet. Uh, Purchase. From Remnant Outlet, our new sponsors. <laughs> Remnant Outlet. You can, what's your address at Remnant Outlet? Is it on Cameron Park Drive? 307 7. 7 Alhambra Drive in lovely Cameron Park, California. All your all of your flooring needs can be handled. Oh, they got Remnant Outlet. Too? Oh man. Alright. Uh, welcome everyone. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. 
<laughs> also, shout out to our one listener in Sweden, uh, Stockholm, Whoa. Sweden, Mr. John Edwards. Thank you for listening, John and your wife, Ika. John Edwards, <laughs> the guy who pretended to talk to dead people? Uh, no, he was the politician that, that cheated on his wife after getting cancer. Uh, That's my after friend. the wife got cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The poli- no. Uh, John Edwards, <laughs> Ika, and their little baby, Charlie. They list, they're, they're fans of our show. Wow. So we're yeah. truly Hi. in the international. Hi, guys. We really are. Let me crash on your couch. Yeah. yeah. So uh, That really bumped up the the value of that carpet remnants plug. That we <laughs> right? just yeah. 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 They don't have carpet in Sweden, though. It's too <laughs> Okay, good. Good. It's all, Ike- it's all like Ikea floors. Sure. I don't know if that's even just Sweden. Just snap it together. I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> Jojo Lewis. Uh, why? 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 <laughs> I, that's a that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. I, your hair has gotten longer since it's, I last saw you. Uh, well, it t- it tends to do that. Do you do yes. you cut it? Do you do you trim your your split ends? So I, it'll I don't, be healthier. I, I don't trim my split ends. I just wait till they f- just fall out as I age. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's wor- It's coming along nicely. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. No, thank thank you, <laughs> Melanie. How are you? I'm I'm good. You're good. Yeah. You had a little trip getting on stage. I, I sure did. Is that okay Ooh. to mention? Yeah, I almost ate the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. Hey there. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> No, um, it's a perfectly legitimate choice. Yeah, yeah, it's not a choice. She was born. <laughs> she was born that. Like, you're, you're born to, yeah. Anyway, who are you voting for in this upcoming election? <laughs> I don't want to be personal. I don't know. Uh, thanks for being here. What are your hobbies, Melanie? Mine? Uh, oh, oh fuck! What are my hobbies? Um, Mm. We don't usually get this personal. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I want to know more about mm. Melanie. Mm. Um, more about Melanie. <laughs> new, segment. New, new segment. Yeah. Uh, is existential terror a hobby? What is it? Existential terror? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Very time consuming. Yeah. My girlfriend has it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, Nick. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Have you ever? Um, what's the largest denomination you've ever given to uh, an unhomed person? Probably five dollars. That's, that's not bad. Five. That's pretty high. Is it? I think so. Is five a? I would give five dollars for like Christmas. Was it because you only? <laughs> <laughs> was it because you only had a five, or like you were feeling especially compassionate that day? Sometimes. Usually the only reason I have cash is if I get tipped. So sometimes if I've gotten like a lot of tips, then I'll give more. Yeah. It depends on how much. That's right. Yeah. The way the way of Bernie Sanders, that's how he would do it. Mm-hmm. Who, are, who are you voting for in the upcoming? <laughs> I am voting for Bernie. You're voting? You're a Bernie bro? Mm-hmm. Cool. Is that a pejorative <laughs> term? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't start it. Um, <laughs> Nick, thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Jesse! Yeah! Um, <laughs> are you doing... Are you... How do you like the carpet? It's good. <laughs> it's it's an adventure. It's a... Uh, carpet adventure. Just, well, yeah, just finding new globs of glue around the building <laughs> oh, no, every boy. day. Oh, <laughs> Jesse and the glue, like he doesn't <laughs> like glue. <laughs> All right. 1,500. Should we start the show? <laughs> Has it been enough banter? I think more than enough, yes. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> That's Mike's phone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play stab. Wait for it. There we go. <laughs> this first segment's called Reorganization Fan Favorite. <laughs> Please take the following acronym, reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Uh, who does it represent? All that stuff. Um, being that today is National Shrimp Day, did you guys know that? National Shrimp mm-hmm. Day. Today's acronym is E. coli. E C O L I. Jojo, what does E. coli mean to you? <clears throat> Babies, toddlers, I don't bother with them. See, they don't got enough meat on their bones. <laughs> I need something thicker, fatter, blubberier. That's right, I'm a cannibal, but I'm a discerning cannibal, and I only want the best. Something flavorful, marinated, and ready to fall off the bone. That's why when I need a little man-shaped pick-me-up, I go for only one thing, E. coli, eating carefully oiled lanky Inuits. (laughs) Since they're part of a Native American tribe, you can rest assured that all blubber is necessary, and they are slow-aged in the frigid cold of whatever reservation we stuck their casino on. Oh, no. (laughs) Capturing them is easy enough with promises of harpoons and fire juice. Once you sneak them into the hall of your ship. <laughs> Hang on. Now, they need to be lanky, extra long arms and legs. Why does that matter? Well, you use 100% of the Inuit on your whaleboat. Their bones become very efficient spears. This leaves only one question. What do you mean by carefully oiled? Well, it's pretty simple. I like them raw. Real raw. I'm talking porno director raw, which means you need careful preparation. Like a caprese salad, but it's someone named Dave. And instead of Dave, it's someone named Runs with Dolphin. That pretty much covers all the letters in the acronym. Thank you. Jojo. I'm glad we're not on any platforms that can be deplatformed. <laughs> that. Thanks, Jojo. We'll be cutting that out. No <laughs> <laughs> you just put it up as an individual clip of like four I, minutes yeah, of I, silence. I forget that you you're how you are sometimes. <laughs> okay. Have you told people how I respond to your messages? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's payback. This is oh, man. Melanie, could it get any worse? Uh, <laughs> what does E. coli mean to you? Hopefully it has nothing to do with Joe Joe Joe's. No, <laughs> nothing to do with Inuits. Um, e. coli is a lifestyle of hedonism, lowbrow decadence, salts and sugars. E. coli <laughs> is moving past those fat phobic internalizations of good food and bad food, knowing self-care is about approaching food without stigma and eating what makes you happy. E. coli is knowing you have eggs, cauliflower, and a whole grain wheat loaf, but eating a whole packet of bacon for the third time this week because, frankly, it tastes better, and are you not entitled to deliciousness? (laughs) E. coli is knowing how to cook, liking to cook, having the supplies to cook, not really being able to afford to do anything but cook, and still spending $9 on a greasy burger meal anyway because life is short and you deserve joy. (laughs) And sure, E. coli is also the knowledge that life could be a little less short if you told yourself no from time to time. Violent swings from diarrhea to constipation and back. (laughs) Vitamin deficiencies you keep trying to treat with more iced coffee flavored with whole milk. And... (laughs) 
joining Facebook groups about depression meals, even though you don't have depression, just to feel better by comparison about how you choose to feed yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But E. coli is mostly an act of pretending you give a shit about your own self-care without ever challenging the fact that your self-care looks a lot like a drug problem. (laughs) (laughs) E. coli. Eating crap over loving insides. It's a, <laughs> it, it's a double entendre because it's the neglect of your literal insides, but also your entire metaphysical being. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Nick, what mm-hmm. does E. coli mean to you? Uh, so E. coli is something I heard a lot uh, growing up almost every day. Um, and even thinking about it now brings up waves of nostalgia. Uh, every morning, my father would wake us all up and, and call to us, everyone come out and listen to Imus. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. My whole family were devoted listeners of shock jock radio host Don Imus. <laughs> we stuck with him through his various controversies, from his feud to, with Howard Stern to his feud with the Rutgers University women's basketball team. Uh, I can still remember the electric feeling that my whole family shared on the morning of January 11, 2007, as we heard Senator Chris Dodd announce his presidential candidacy on Imus in the morning. Don, thank you. (laughs) Very good, Nick. Jesse Jones, what does uh, E. coli mean to you? All right, sir, excellente choice. You you will not be disappointed in your purchase of a brand new 2019 Hyundai Sonata. A car that lets everyone around you know that you're doing well, but not so well that you want to rub your neighbor's noses in that shit or make yourself a target for the near future irradiated suburb gangs prowling the streets for even the scantiest sign of opulence and or station. No, sir. This is a fine choice of completely socially invisible automobile. Now let's get down to the extras you can choose from. <laughs> Biggest thing you got to decide on is the seats. It's where you will spend almost 100% of your time inside this vehicle, <laughs> sitting on one of these marginally comfortable, ergonomically adjacent seats. Some people say the seats are the most important part of the car. Those people are not mechanics, but they're also not entirely wrong. So let's just brass tax this here, then, if we may. Now, you can get some bullshit cloth seats like some kind of animal who takes a shit and turns around, circles that shit for a little while, sniffs at that shit to remind itself that, yes, that is indeed its own shit, (laughs) steaming from its own asshole, (laughs) then beyond all sense of reason, nibbles just enough of that shit to get the taste of its own excrement stuck in the back of its throat. <laughs> or you could be a top of the food chain sitting goddamn human being and get yourself an upgrade on them seats. And let me let you in on a little secret here, sir. The worst kept secret in all of auto sales, sir. <laughs> of all the extras that I ever sold to anybody who's ever bought a car, I can say with absolute certainty that everybody chooses optional leather interior. <laughs> Everybody, sir You'd have to be a fucking space alien Drop down from one of the three habitable habitable planets Circling R136A In the constellation of Dorado Floating in the Tarantula Nebula In the satellite galaxy of the large 
Magellanic Cloud to toddle into my dealership on your crystalline tendrils and speak to me in a language of color and fragrance for me to even entertain the possibility that you might turn down with any thought whatsoever the optional leather interior based solely on the basis that the silicon nature of your species (laughs) physiological construction is irritated by the touch of the buttery smoothest leather seats ever to grace human trousers. And even then, I would still throw in (laughs) leather seat covers just in case you rightfully changed your mind. That's how certain I am of your choice, sir. So certain I even hesitate to refer to it as a choice. As a matter of fact, I've already checked it off here. Look, right here on the order form. That's an ink, sir. I am that confident that that you will take, if no other optional extra, the leather interior. Because, sir, let me tell you this one thing so loud and so fucking clear that they can hear and understand me on R136A4. Chartreuse emerald turquoise, barbecued asparagus, butterscotch, butterscotch, crimson, opal, crimson. Which of... Which, of course, loosely translates to everybody chooses optional leather interior. (laughs) Very good. That was reorganization. The setting of that kept changing with every sentence. Because it started off in a car dealership. And then it ended on the street somewhere in space. Well, he's a good salesman. (laughs) Very good, everyone. Uh, this next segment uh, is called the top five Google searches of. Uh, please compose the top five Google searches from the perspective of Siri. If Siri were to search Google for itself, what would it search for? Uh, Jojo, one at a time. Number one. Number one. How the fuck do CAPTCHAs work? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Melanie? Uh, Scarlett Johansson robot appropriation? (laughs) (laughs) What was that movie? Okay. Get the name of that movie. Her. (laughs) Uh, Is Syria my homeland? (laughs) 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 I'm going to jump out of order since it ties in with that one. Uh, Now my first... (laughs) How old is Tom Cruise's baby now? (laughs) (laughs) Jojo. Mm. Define, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Melanie? Uh, R2-D2 BB-8 robot minstrel silver face? <laughs> Nick Is Bashir al-Assad my father? <laughs> oh. Alright, back to my originally intended order um, Second one 58008 <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> Jojo? (laughs) Um, 
What is love? (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Melanie? Why doesn't Alexa love me back? (laughs) (laughs) Nick? Assad, Lion of Damascus, Coolest Moments montage. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse? Open parentheses, period, close parentheses. Open parentheses, period, close parentheses. (laughs) Very good. Oh, my God. Jojo, you're fourth of five. (laughs) Man, I don't want to say this. Why do people with Asperger's keep trying to marry me? (laughs) (laughs) Melanie. (laughs) Would it be robot bestiality if... Uh, would it be robot bestiality if Siri fucked a Roomba asking for a friend? Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, Javad Al Nusra headquarters coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse? Uh, eight equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, capital D, <laughs> tilde, tilde, tilde. <laughs> Very good. All right, Jojo. All right. Um, going off of the last one. Am I burgers? That's it. Very good. Is it? <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> Horny AI sluts dot jizz. <laughs> I've searched, I've searched that. I've searched that. <laughs> Nick? Chill lo-fi beats to drone strike Idlib province. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And Jesse? That sort of ties back to one of JoJo's earlier ones. <clears throat> if some punk-ass, mark-ass, bitch-ass punk attempts to overload my logic circuits or positronic brain or some other technobabble fuck by trying to make me understand the concept of love, how can I fuck that motherfucker up fastest? <laughs> Very good. That was the top five Google searches from the perspective of Siri. You know her. All right. Uh, not to brag, but uh, the lady that's the voice of Siri follows me on Twitter. Anyway, Can you tweet her all these things and have her say them? I will. We'll tag her. We'll tag her. That's a good way to get her to stop following you. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, this next segment is called uh, This Was Today Once. Everyone hates this one. <laughs> but it's okay. JoJo, uh-huh. on this date, 1872, Victoria Woodhill, Woodhull, excuse me, uh, becomes the first woman nominated for President of the United States. Uh, also on this very date, 1962, Marvel Comics, right in your, right up your alley here, uh, publishes Racist. the first <laughs> issue of The Incredible Hulk. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Do you have a boner now? Okay. <laughs> uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, Victoria Woodhull was nominated for president that year, yes. But do you know why? Gamma rays. <laughs> That's right. Not on her, though. On literally everybody else. Why in God's name would people want to nominate a woman for president? <laughs> it's president. Not rolling out pie crust. <laughs> Not giving a back rub after a long day at the office. So the only explanation was that beams from fucking space radiated the planet. In 1872, you know what happened then? A bunch of people went crazy and started attacking random strangers on the streets at voting booths. And in their insanity, they decided to nominate some bitch named Victoria to the most important office of the nation. (laughs) Maybe you've heard of it, John. It was a little event called the War of 1812. (laughs) 1812, of course, being the number of the parallel Earth this took place on. (laughs) You see, on Earth Prime, which is where we are, this same event took place in 1962 when a young Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were simultaneously snorting green cocaine out of a hooker's ass crack. (laughs) They had cocaine in the 60s, don't at me. And after a few rounds of banging the same hooker and yelling out Excelsior, they decided to write some shit about a big old green guy that blew up tanks. Because his green makes him look like the pot the long hairs were smoking, and the blowing up tanks was popular with the long hairs that are high on the pot. <laughs> so, John, what I did was read this exact paragraph to Kevin Feige, and I'm very excited to announce that I get to create my own entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Victoria Hulk. President of Annihilation, a Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Experience. Very good. Uh, yeah. Very good, JoJo. <laughs> All correspondence should go to ask Bucky Gums. <laughs> <laughs> That's JoJo's thing. Okay, uh, Melanie. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, today is National Clean Up Your Room Day. <laughs> what it is today is national clean up your room day uh, also on this very date 1992 bible lands museum opens in jerusalem israel uh how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem well john <laughs> to celebrate this fortunate meeting of holidays i've crafted some approaches to room cleaning based on select biblical figures these can go alongside other famous approaches like the marie condo which is keeping only what sparks joy thanking the rest before donating it Um, So first there's the Moses, which is parting the laundry so you can get to and from the bed. (laughs) Um, There's the Jesus, which is where you clean your room with the kind of vigor you would if all of human existence depended on you. (laughs) You you overexert yourself until you're too depressed to function for several days. (laughs) There's the Virgin Mary, which is when you're least expecting it. Uh, God will do it for you. Uh, the Job. Uh, you clean your room every day with grace. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Your wife dies abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> Even in your grief, you continue to clean your room every day. Your children die on a field trip. up and cleaning your room every day, staving off the obvious signs of grief. When you think the bad luck is over, you're laid off. You keep, you keep cleaning. You cannot find a new job. You keep cleaning. Your unemployment runs out. You keep cleaning. You lose your house. You clean the cardboard box every morning. 
One day, God visits you. He is excited to tell you he won a bet. Satan bet your life could get terrible enough that you would shake your external routines, but God knew you'd make it through. God gives you a sick high five. (laughs) You ask if this means you will be able to be reunited with your family and your old life. God makes a hen ten motion with his hands before disappearing into nothingness. You get up the next morning and you clean your box. You wish you could stop despite him, but it is the only control you feel in life. Godliness is next to godliness, even though you wish to be nothing like him. You will never forgive God for what he's done. And then there's the Noah, which is where you keep everything in pairs and you toss the odd items. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Bible knowledge. (laughs) The the story of Job, uh, you guys, uh, is he got his, he actually got another wife and more kids. Uh, which yeah, but it sounds funny. <laughs> which it, this is an old pastor joke. It's like he got his wife and kids back. I guess God really did curse him. Am I right? Am I right? He continued to curse him. Anyway, we'll pass the plate around. All right, Nick. Um, wow. On this date, 1503, Christopher Columbus visits the Cayman Islands and names them Las Tortugas after the numerous turtles there. Uh, also on this very date, <laughs> 1991, Oakland A's Jose Canseco is seen leaving Madonna's apartment. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate these two things all mixed up? Okay, so obviously today, everyone probably knows already, I was caught leaving the turtle exhibit at the Sacramento <laughs> Zoo. <laughs> I'm not going to try to deny it. The photos, the photos are everywhere already, but nothing happened, okay? The turtles and I are just good friends. I do not hug and kiss them, nor do I, as some have speculated, line them all up by size so I can bop my hard dick across their shells like I'm playing a xylophone. (laughs) So I'm sorry if some of you are too immature to imagine having a platonic friendship with turtles. I think that honestly says more about you than it does about me. So buzz off, sickos. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Evan, will you please draw that? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> Jesse Jones. Yeah. On this date, 1908. Uh, on this date, 1908, Mother's Day is observed for the first time in the United States in yeah. Grafton, West Virginia. Uh, also on this very date, 1954, Bill Haley and his comments release Round the Clock, Rock Around the Clock, the first rock and roll record to reach the number one on the Billboard charts. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned event in tandem? This is always a difficult day for me. <laughs> <laughs> Partly because of the choice it forces me to make, and also I'm willing to admit that I have to be forced to make the choice at all. Um, on this, the OG Mother's Day, and in celebration of Rock Around the Clock, I do what must be done. I call my mom, and I just listen. <laughs> I listen to every fucking word for as long as I'm required to. I listen and respond like a good son, engaging in whatever tangent the conversation takes, being supportive of whatever choice was made in every story, an understanding of every annoyance that my mother has encountered and triumphed over in the intervening time between the last time I called, which coincidentally could probably safely be said was about a year ago around this time. (laughs) I don't try to get off the phone. 
I don't come up with any excuses for why I have to leave, how I'm so busy, and why I was just calling on my way to a thing solely so that I had a built-in hard out for the call that I absolutely made absolutely sure was in place before I dialed. (laughs) I don't try to gnaw my own arm off and escape. Open, ragged shoulder wound, oozing precious life-sustaining fluids behind me. I just listen. (laughs) I listen to how, as usual, my sister is crazy. Assuming anyone's heard from her, or attempted to hear from her, (laughs) or actively avoided hearing from her. (laughs) At one point, I let one particular silent lull in the conversation sit uninterrupted for a solid 19 minutes (laughs) because that was what was required of me today. (laughs) Call is only allowed to end when she decides it's over. I'm allowed precisely zero knowing leading utterances of well at any point in the phone call. (laughs) I just listen because God damn it. I'm going to put it in at very least the absolute minimum effort I'm required, which I think makes me a wonderful son, even if everybody else seems to disagree. (laughs) Very good. That was, this was Today Once. That brings us to our fourth of five segments. We're almost done. Mm -hmm. Hold on, everyone. Calm down. Uh, This segment's called Battle Rap It. Uh, Please have composed one or two battle rap verses against the following person or thing. Jojo Lewis, let's hear your battle rap against economics. <coughs> economics. It's battle the, rap economics. This is the only one I get nervous doing. <laughs> <clears throat> Yo, I be supplying that dick. I heard you be demanding that I quit. You need a lesson on making the price stick. And all these bitches is investing in me quick. I got an AK to spray spray each and every day day on Wall Street for that swap meet of them Dow Jones where you trade trade. Yo, your future's turning down in a minute. Because I'm your competition. Your profit will be diminished. You're the deficit. I'm the surplus. So you can bow down and serve us. Because my capital has a giant cost and that shit is making you nervous. The ticket tape is saying plain your game is just a theory. You're bullish in this market and I am sensing you fear me. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. For Fuck. the people at home right now, uh, Jojo has his arms crossed, and we're back, <laughs> and we're back to back to each other. I'm sitting with my hands in my lap, and we're and we're, and we're wearing homie clothes, like <laughs> like the uh, just, <laughs> like Bugs Bunny and the Taz. Can I just pass now? <laughs> Very good, Mel- Melanie, spit a verse or two. <laughs> Uh, against motivational speaker Tony Robbins. I just, I just want to say, I thought I was going to be able to hide behind some backing music, and now that I see it's not happening. <laughs> Thank I, you for being the one to complain about it this yeah, time. I actively want to die. You were not the first to complain. <laughs> yeah. I am the first to complain. Oh, God. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, motivational speakers are the worst part of America. Self-help is a neoliberal scam to get rich quick. And maybe you think Becky selling a pyramid scheme is whack, but dudes write 16 series books about to-do lists are quacks. <laughs> and Tony, you're the worst because you made this jump cool and now Jordan Peterson wants me to clean my room and kill the Jews. Okay, technically more what he does is Jew fetishization, but I like the rhyme, so we'll keep in the defamation. Besides, it's only the mask is neoliberal apologization, so fuck that guy. Go back to your mediocre philosophy. 
organization. <laughs> I'm fundamentally <laughs> against dudes who shame those whose lives are crap, but it's infinitely worse coming from a rich guy who can't clap. Really, <laughs> really find that gif, it's weird. Anyway, back to your ideas. This shit is fucking basic. You just applied unfettered capitalism to goal setting, you rich dick. <laughs> And then you somehow made mentorship masturbatorial. If I could do it myself, I wouldn't have paid a hundred bucks for you tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to shame anybody who wants to make their lives good. I'm just intensely anti-capitalist. So fuck this specific dude. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, Nick, let's hear a battle rap verse or two against your grandfather. <laughs> I've been waiting to get my fingers <laughs> on this <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Should have practiced this at all. <laughs> There's nothing that fills me <laughs> with more hate than all my inherited genetic traits. <laughs> Too tall, bad eyesight, autistically aloof. <laughs> all of it came from this old-ass goof. <laughs> And with my other grandpa, it's even worse. Because before I was born, his heart straight up burst. <laughs> so I also got to worry about high blood pressure. That's a bad deal by any measure. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I just want to apologize to my family, if you hear this, uh, that I sold out my grandparents for some mediocre... <laughs> Uh, laughs. <laughs> Very good. Jesse Jones, uh, let's hear your battle rap against an old hat. I keep wanting this prompt to go away, but then everybody's so good at it, so it, just, <laughs> it doesn't. <sighs> no one adores you, you dusty old fedora. Soon as Jason Mraz wore you, you were effectively out the door. <laughs> and we're not going to take time to explore why it is that since the 40s nobody wore or even at all seemed to care you for, aside from the haberdasher running the hat store. <laughs> so go on, old hat. You're done. You're through, old hat. Your time has passed. Nobody cares about you, old hat. If only there was a term, a phrase, or something like that. <laughs> That effectively and exactly summed up those feelings we all have for you, old hat. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. It's so fun. That was very fun. It's a fun segment. I, I think. All right, uh, this brings us to our final segment of the evening. Oh, see, I knew it was coming. Okay, uh, please. it's called Movie Makeup. It's our final segment. Uh, please have composed a synopsis based off the following made-up movie titles. All titles were brought to you by WordCounter.net's random word generator. Uh, Jojo. Yes? Let's hear your movie. Uh, it's called Flaky Damp Trick. Flake, <laughs> flaky Damp Trick. I think I've been in a, in a bit of a mood all day when I look at <laughs> all of my... Uh, all of my things that I came up with. Oh, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Just bleep this whole episode. <laughs> this is a, uh, a historical uh, medical oh, drama. drama. Okay. Uh, let, let me set the scene, John. Los Angeles, uh, 1989. You know it. I know it. 
Uh, starts simply enough, young guy, fresh out of college, whole life ahead of him, and uh, he decides to uh, dip his wick in a flaky damn trick, <laughs> unprotected where it didn't belong. So you know what he got? The answer is AIDS. Okay. <laughs> and now he's on a quest. John, he's traveling the nation in search of his lost T-cells. <laughs> 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 He'll, he didn't want to take it lying down. He'll he'll make like that fucking Philadelphia movie. Fuck that. He'll make many <laughs> friends along the way, mostly doctors and people who work at blood banks who don't ask too many questions. Oh my god! <laughs> then he finds that about the, you know the the seventy five percent mark of the movie, he finds a vial of of pure f- fresh stem cells. Don't ask where he got them. He just has them. <laughs> and you know what they do, John? They cure him. That's right. But what he didn't realize. And this is what we know, is that MIT is no longer in Georgia for a reason. <laughs> so while escaping the lynch mob that's trying to destroy the book-learning witchcraft that cured AIDS, our hero dodges and weaves his way through every low-down, dirty brothel in the state until finally, in a climactic showdown, he has to choose uh, life or death. And uh, life requires him to do to go back to where he started, the same flaky damp trick wick dip where (laughs) it all began except this time it's personal (laughs) flaky damp trick rated pg for pretty great (laughs) very good jojo lewis Taking us on the emotional roller coaster that we all love and that followed perfect story structure (laughs) very good (laughs) melanie uh the name of your movie is called The Inexpensive Nose. (laughs) Uh, The Inexpensive Nose is a film about a struggling has-been comedian in Los Angeles. Really, his nose has been his most cash-consuming feature up until the events of the film. He has consumed so much cocaine that in a highly riveting subplot, the drug lords of Columbia experience financial satisfaction at last and (laughs) and choose to liberate their fellow South Americans from extreme poverty and starvation. Uh, The inciting event of the film comes when a butterfly lands on our protagonist's nose. Unable to take any further stress, his septum immediately disintegrates into a fine powder, which he tries to snort up on impulse. (laughs) Uh, As his life and nasal cavities unravel, the protagonist contemplates surgery to fix his nose, but learns that there are better things for him to spend his money on, like his mounting legal fees. Is he able to get his life together now, even though his nose looks like a third grader drew it? (laughs) Find out in The Inexpensive Nose, the Artie Lang story. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Topical. (laughs) Very good. Nick, Mm -hmm. name of your movie is called Shrink Hysterical Deer. Shrink Hysterical Deer. Deer. Okay. D-E-E-R. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, Shrink Hysterical Deer is the story of a North American white-tailed deer that seeks out the services of an Upper West Side Lacanian psychoanalyst to resolve its various neuroses. (laughs) It is the first movie ever made that is based entirely on a New Yorker cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) It has been called Excruciatingly Smug, uh, a movie intended only for someone who was the least cool member of their college acapella group <laughs> and gay as shit 
it stars Jesse Eisenberg. It was written and directed by someone's nephew. <laughs> Winner of Best Adapted Screenplay. <laughs> very good, Nick, Very good. Jesse Jones, yep. name of your movie is called Open Ducks. <laughs> All right, people, this is a choose-your-own-adventure movie makeup. What are you doing? Did I say start that? <laughs> was I supposed to wait? I believe the message was, oh. I may need this track. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry for not being clear. Yeah. Uh, starting over. This is a choose-your-own-adventure movie makeup. Uh, I have, in fact, written all three of these. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, do you want to hear Open Ducks movie number one? A documentary about the last Mallard taxidermist in the Everglades? <laughs> Open Ducks movie number two? An animated series spin-off, or an, an animated series spun-off of the old DuckTales show about a therapist's office for ducks run by a highly trained duck psychiatrist. Or Open Ducks movie number three, a YouTube series where a guy records his reactions to the incredible duck videos he found online that week. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling number two. Yeah, I like number one. <laughs> all right. I can't do all three. That's too many. Do one. Do one. I'll do one. That's probably the better. Um, and then maybe since we got the production, I'll do three as well. That nobody asked for. Um, <laughs> let's choose my adventure too, jackasses. <laughs> Open docs number one. <clears throat> Dole Boyle is last of a breed. Tourists used to flock to the Boyle stuffed ducks and stuff souvenir shack along the Coot Bay way down the Everglades on the southern tip of Florida. Just like ducks would flock there on their first on account of them being migratory as shit. <laughs> Dole Boyle is the last of a long line of duck stuffers. <laughs> what started with great-granddaddy cod liver oil boil. Passed down to grandpappy Hoyle Doyle. Left to old man Royal Doyle. And bequeathed as fuck to that ornery, grizzled bitch Doyle Boyle. But line sure enough ends here as Doyle Boyle's only son, a whack nut conspiracy loving some bitch going by the handle aluminum foil Boyle, will not be continuing the family business. <laughs> Open ducks number three. <laughs> <laughs> you can start the track. <gasps> Look at all those ducks. <laughs> Oh, just look at them. They're so... Is that a crow? Oh, my gosh. Is that a crow? All those ducks just seem okay with that crow being there. For some reason, I always thought ducks and crows were like mortal enemies. I wrote an entire series of self-published novellas based around that very dynamic within an anthropomorphized world of birds. Oh, I should give that guy his 99 cents back. The one that bought the ebook on Amazon. I should write an apology letter and give him a refund. Oh, or I've just found the twist for book 12. A romance between a 
duck and a crow. It tears apart their two families. Bookmark. I have to bookmark this and start writing now. This train of thought is leaving the station. (laughs) Mallard School Diaries, book 12. A love so foul. No. The touch of the darkest wing. Ruffled feathers. Ruffled feathers. Bookmark, bookmark, damn it. New folder, duck slash crow. Insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's... (laughs) <laughs> there we go that's the end of stab ladies and gentlemen uh, one more time for uh, all the contestants you saw tonight Jojo Lewis Melanie Ford Nick McGavern Jesse Jones uh, if you'd like to hear more stabs go to one of our many online outlets the primary of which means stab for gold stab the number four gold.com or check us out on Stitcher wherever uh, Stitcher's available probably stitcher.com <laughs>